48, 48. Get to work, kid. And I can tell you from what we've heard, I think we're going to have a very successful offseason when it comes to free agents. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. The most bootier of all Knicks podcasts on the interwebs. We are three Knicks addicts. Dougie Fresh, how you feeling after that squelcher? I'm sort of in that like refractory period after just pure rage where you're a little bit numb, a little bit sad, a little bit full of shame for how you yelled and screamed. But Nerland's Noel kind of had it going. He was hitting some jump shots. Nerland's Noel highlights. <laughs> I feel like I just came out of a K-hole. <laughs> D-Boy, what's good? You're let's shift to March Madness. Even if the Knicks make the playoffs, they might be able to get this dude. I've talked about him before. Davion Mitchell. We've missed out on one Mitchell. Let's not miss out on both. This dude is the truth. Looking into my crystal ball in the future, I see strictly March sadness because I'm sad, Monty, and that's what I do. Final score, Philly 101, New York 100 in overtime. We needed five more minutes of that crap. Walt's suit, a party in pastel, a power pairing that brought real excitement to the garden. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Heartbreaker for the 15th straight loss to Philly. Let's try to give out some awards. The Seth Curry, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the Half Hollow Hills High West alum, Tobias Harris. Even on a rough shooting night where he went 5 for 18, he scored the 76ers' final five points of the game to clinch the victory. All-star. The Ish Smith Clyde Crush Award goes to the Bartlesville, Oklahoma native Shake Milton, who dropped 21 off the bench. The It Was the Best of Times, It Was the Worst of Times, Tale of Two Cities Golden Bookmark goes to Julius Randle. His heroics tied the game and gave us hope going into OT, and his sloppy play and mindless fouls cost us the contest. Trade him for Romeo Langford straight up right now. The Marcus Morris Actual Trade Chip Award goes to the sweet shooting Alec Burks, who scored 20 again tonight, 7 coming in the extra period. Trade him too. And the sad stat of the game? Our eighth pick from last year's draft, Obi Toppin, has not scored in his last four games. This day in Sad Knicks history, March 21st, 1996, Chicago 107, New York 86. This was the Bulls' 41st straight home victory and win number 60 of 67. Patrick Ewing had 20, but John Starks and Anthony Mason combined to go 5 for 25. Michael Jeffrey Jordan had 36 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists that had Chicago Stadium in ecstasy. What an absolute travesty. That's the kind of whistle the Knicks never get in a close game, but we come away saying, oh well, we didn't make enough big plays to get the benefit of a cheap call like that. Well, we made all the plays tonight. Randall hit the big three. Burks found his range. Simmons and Harris got absolutely locked down, and we earned ourselves that one-point lead. When Tony Bradley tried to sweep the leg on Julius, number 30 was the one who got teed up. We're talking about the man's livelihood here. 
Mr. Bradley would be in Siberia right now if he pulled that shit on Curry or LeBron. The only silver lining here is a healthy version of this Philly team is going to drag the soft-ass Nets to hell in a seven-game series. Fuck the Sixers. Fuck the refs. Fuck Danny Green. New York forever. Finds Randall. Randall in the corner. Harris all over. Randall step back three. Puts it up. Shot. It's good. It's good. Randall gets the bounce and he ties the game. To go. Randall's got plenty of time. Drives, goes inside, pulls up, jumpers up. In and out. And the Knicks fall short. What a crushing defeat. Being a Knicks fan is not easy. Despite the wins this year, the season has been even more trying because, simply put, it was not supposed to be this way. For decades, the team has chased quick-fix solutions that have only delivered three winning seasons in the last 19 years. This time, it was supposed to be different. This time, we were finally promised patient development. Enter Tibbs, who is pulling wins out of all-time scrubs. Enter Julius Randle, who suddenly is an all-star, a tried-and-true facilitator, and a leader who can shoot 40% from three. And poof, there it all goes again. We are primed to make the playoffs with a studded draft class, extend Randall, double down on Tibbs' win-now approach, and seek our holy grail once again in the form of a flashy star free agent. How much have your expectations played into your feelings about this year? I finally thought the Knicks had made a turn. They had a new guy, Leon Rose, in town. We were going to take the slow approach. RJ was going to be the feature guy on the front of MSG. Then Tib showed up. Julius Randle showed up in shape. And it's the same old Knicks. Mediocrity is our friend. Look, man, we came into this season expecting total garbage, too. This team was supposed to top out at 22 wins. They're just one win away from that right now. So I'm riding the high of actually seeing the blue and orange win because in my soul and in my heart, every win means something to me. But I, it's still troubling they can't get over the hump against mother Philly. When the young players do well, I feel good. When the wins are on the back of Alec Burks, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, and Julius Randle, I want to cry. Absolutely fool's gold is what we're getting sold right here. I want us to jog our memory just a little bit to 2017-2018. Another studded draft class. We're going to fuck around and win five extra games, get our little happy meal at the playoffs, get our ass kicked, and miss a good lottery again. You're not even focusing on what's here right now and who just showed you that he's a real serious player in this league moving forward, and that's R.J. Barrett. Unfortunately, the way things are set up right now, I agree with you guys. Julius Randle is going to take that usage away from Barrett and take those opportunities away from him time and time again. But he dropped 19 points tonight, eight big rebounds, and he was poised in every possession, unlike some of his teammates. Don't forget he's 20 years old, too. He's got the entire future ahead of him. And there are still reasons to be hopeful about where the Knicks are headed. Emmanuel quickly in his first 30 games as a pro has had better games than Kevin Knox has in his entire career. You know, Mitchell Robinson looks like he could win defensive player of the year. And so there are parts that I'm hopeful for, but when you see the direction that this team is being forced every night, 
those guys aren't being prioritized and neither is the future and the building and the process we were promised. You think about the role that Randall has played though as the quote unquote veteran leader, he's still only 26 years old. You almost convinced me there. You almost convinced me there into Julius Randall. And I'm almost convinced because give him a four year extension, he's 30. Guess what? RJ's only going to be 24, 25, baby. Imagine if Julius Randle doesn't have to take 23 shots a night. He doesn't right now. That is game plan. RJ Barrett could take some of those shots. He was the most clutch guy outside of that one three that Randle hit before he missed two game winners and committed the foul that lost the game. And no matter if that was ticky-tack or not, he was ball watching and didn't box out because he never boxes out. And that rebound, the fact that Tobias Harris was there was his fault. The Phillies saw Randall get the Kawhi bounce and they said, nah, bro, you're not Kawhi. Not tonight. Quick question. Same old Knicks? Yeah. No. The defense, the culture, the vibe is different be determined. Keep telling yourself, man, whatever can help you sleep at night. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blanta. William Worldwide Wes Wesley. Currently employed by the Knicks under the somewhat vague title of Executive Vice President, Senior Basketball Advisor, who is this man? He's name-checked by Jay-Z and Drake in hit songs. A 2007 GQ article questioned whether he is the most powerful man in sports, and both LeBron James and Allen Iverson consider him a close friend. That type of conjecture swirling around him would have any Knicks fan seeing stars. But what I've seen so far is an executive sitting courtside, hyped, not afraid to emote, pulling his mask down to yell, yes, jump up, fist pump, and leave his heart on his sleeve because of his love for the game. I don't know what he and fellow South Jersey guy Leon Rose are going to be able to cook up, but I'm already hyped to give him the 21 blunt salute he deserves. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And remember, of the four Knicks with guaranteed contracts next year, Obi Toppin is the oldest. <laughs>